as a shipper, are you being strategic with your transportation system and model, or is it short-sighted? Okay, so I asked you to be on because I have a huge amount of respect for how you operate and how you treat people and the level that you hold yourself to as well as your providers. And I think that I think that in itself is the foundation that you establish with everyone you work with. So, you know, we've seen the market over the past few years, you know, the COVID market, which nobody would ever seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw a lot of capacity crunch when you see acceptance rates and decline rates on tenders in the 40s and 45% for extended period of time there's just not enough capacity for the crazy demand that we had in COVID. And I think a lot of people threw money at it at that point in time or had to because they didn't have a successful model for the tough times, right? Right. So I look at it personally and professionally, like, you know, if you wouldn't do it with your own finances, why would you do it with your companies? Right. right. It's easier to risk and to take risks with other people's money because it's, it's not yours. And, and now we're on the back end of that where I think the past year plus, I'm going to say 15 months, we've seen a declining market. You saw many people go back to what they were doing beforehand, which is trying to figure out the cheapest options, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to get it back, right? The, the tit-for-tat, the retaliatory behavior. I think we're seeing that. But I think that the real strategic players aren't the majority, which, you know, maybe, maybe this brings value to everyone in the industry. Maybe it doesn't. But what are your thoughts on strategic versus short-sighted? I think as a, a shipper, we have to be mindful that, you know, we do things for the customer. Um, and a lot of times we allow that relationship to control the narrative of how we execute uh, things like transportation. Um, and because of the lack of strategy and, and I find that transportation tends to be a little bit further down the list of priorities to focus on uh, when it comes to, um, let's say medium-sized companies. I think the, the Older, more established, larger companies understand the value that exists with strategy. But for those that are that are that are smaller and growing, they really just haven't learned that lesson yet. And I think COVID was a bit of a spanking for that. But um, for shippers that do view the strategy as a as a model to follow, as well as Thinking of shippers as more of a partner. I mean, you when you deliver something uh, uh, on the behalf of a shipper, you are representing that shipper. So I think that relationships are really important. And um, you know, although COVID was a challenge for me, it wasn't as much of a challenge for other shippers, or for it wasn't much of a challenge for me as it was for other shippers, because I do view transportation as a strategic um, partner, as a strategic partner and you know yes i did see some pricing go up uh but as soon as they were able to bring it down the pricing came down 
Uh, I did recognize it will never be back to probably the, the levels that we may have been used to. Just like after 9-11, we saw prices go up real high and they haven't gone back down from that either. So, you know, I do think that um, for people that aren't established in this industry, that they that they don't really understand the ebbs and flows of the industry and what the drivers are that cause those costs to go up. So when you're looking from a strategic standpoint, you have to understand those drivers and manage those as the relationship goes along so that when, you know, whenever there's a pandemic or a huge flooding or a fire or a hurricane, you've got a partner to navigate those problems and therefore that doesn't affect your customer. And that's ultimately the goal, right? Is to not affect your customer. But with the big shipper, you, you brought up the smaller and the medium size where it's down mm -hmm. on the list. I think the bigger the shippers have become in some, some of these organizations, they say they want a partner, but they want the partner to be at the lowest cost. <laughs> well, that's not being a partner, right? So I think that has more to do with the leadership than the size of the company. And they say that's strategic. Yeah, but it's, it's not. It's strategic in one respect. It's strategic about driving a lowest cost model, mm -hmm. not a value lowest cost scenario or most most value for the for the most equitable number right yeah so, we were just talking about this concept earlier this week that you know there's a difference in leadership and how they execute these types of things if they are more finance focused rather than operationally focused so and, and i'm not knocking one or the other i'm right. just saying that there's you need both approach. Right. There's a different approach. And if you're more of an operations background, you understand that there's these intangible costs for not delivering on time. You under, you know, unless you've got a delivery that finds you, right, for OTIF. But there's there's all these costs that are intangible when you're doing your budget that if you don't deliver, you know, how do you budget that? So you you have to you have to have a broader perspective other than just the budget or just the price. Because if anything COVID taught us was that there are a lot of costs associated to customer service. And if we only focus on the price, then, you know, we're just going to costing ourselves more money. We're throwing a dollar to chase a penny. And um, I do think that there's, you know, there has to be some contingency planning when you're doing budgets, but ultimately, um, you have to have a top-down leadership that says, I recognize that it can't always be about the penny. You want it to be, we have shareholders, we have investors, we have all these people that we have to report to, but at the end of the day, we have to report back to the customer, right? That's why we're here. So I, 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 I tend to push a little harder on things like that, but you know, I know that there are bigger companies, there are smaller companies that, that, you know, that leadership just doesn't align with that mindset they might, but maybe that doesn't get pushed down to the levels it needs to get pushed down to. So, you know, I can only speak from my perspective. I can't speak from, you know, those other perspectives, but that's just traditionally what I've seen in my environments. But I think it takes a strong leader from transportation. Oh, yeah. If you have strong push from an accounting perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you say, hey, we're going to save money in doing a bid. We know that, but I think the strategic approach is we're going to save money, 
but we're going to improve our network so that when the disaster happens or the uh, the flood or we're fighting FEMA against FEMA competition or capacity for whatever reason, COVID mm-hmm. pandemic, you name it. I think that the intelligent and strategic approach would be how do we not put ourselves back in this position again? And instead, you know, we're seeing the majority of shippers say we're trying to get it back. Yeah. That we're talking to that we don't have a relationship with. So there's there's two different things that I look at. As somebody that's an unknown, and I'm an unknown to them, right? So they don't understand our business model. Where if you set me up for failure, I'm going to call you and say, hey, can we get some lead time on this? Because Friday night at 8 p.m. is not putting me in a position to do the right job for you from a cost perspective. And it sets an unrealistic precedent with the carriers, right? Well, and it sets unrealistic expectations with the customer, right? I mean, there have been many a times I've made a phone call at five o'clock on a Friday uh, to a carrier to say, hey, I need help. Um, But I also didn't tell the customer you know, that's normal transit three days away that, hey, it's going to be there Saturday morning. That's that that is all about the customer relationship. You can you can say, yes, I understand you're upset. And yes, I can't. You know, I, I you have every valid reason to feel the way you feel. But that doesn't change the fact that I cannot get this load across the country in, in, in an overnight shipment unless I'm flying the enterprise. And right. and I and I I think there is a level of value to that honesty right we have to be honest with what we can do you know hey we screw up we screw up we own that we have to do what we got to do to fix it but you can't push that on the carrier who can't realistically make those expectations because you didn't manage it beforehand so i i i think it's i think i understand that we use transportation as a as a uh, you know cost of goods you know we we have to to do it we there's it's, it is expensive, you know. I get that, um, but having a, an upset customer is much more expensive than another, you know, penny or so on the mile. It it just is. So, um, I just I don't think that there's a way to to look at that or to value that in a way that speaks to the people that make these decisions and and you do need a strong person in transportation that has the vernacular that can speak to the, the the audience that they're speaking to and that can communicate it in a way to get them to understand so it's not only about leadership skills but it's also about communication skills the short-sighted part of this that always seems to get in the way especially in a market that we're in now we're seeing freight rates move at unsustainable numbers right now and we know those ebbs and flows can happen. The extremes of them are determined by the volatility and capacity. Well, and as a shipper, you know, and, and you know, this pipe dream, right? As a shipper, you want some sort of forecasting capability to know what that's doing. And unless you've You've got your, you know, your ear onto the chats. You've got, you know, the technology in front of you that tells you everything that's going on in each area of the, the country. Um, it's really hard to throw resources at that, right? Because what's the return on that? 
Right. Um, and and that's where you have to rely on your your relationship with your carrier, your broker, to be that representative for you. And again, that comes into the strategic partnership, right? You, yes, you understand they have to make money off of the relationship, but you know those quarterly updates on what's going on in the market, being prepared for holidays, being prepared for cultural events, being prepared for weather. That takes a lot of energy and. You know, the bigger companies, I like to think, have resources to do that. Whether or not they allocate those resources instead of everybody's hair being on fire is another story. Um, but that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of intuition and it takes a lot of history in the in the industry that, you know, I, I, I don't know that that really exists as you and I kind of go further in our careers as we get older. Um, you know, everything has changed so much and a lot of people are retiring out of the industry and transportation is just not that sexy. So how do you, how do you recruit? Oh, come on. Come I mean, on. except for you, of course, you know, that the hair, you got your, doing the hair thing today. Yeah. So I missed the wig. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate you bringing that one up. Continue watching on the next episode of the Stay In Your Lane podcast.